0: Welcome to episode 87 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. As is typical when episodes of this podcast come only one week apart, this is actually a special episode. During the course of the podcast, I'm also going to be taking a look at episodes of other TV series that make reference to the X-Files in their broadcast order. This is one of those episodes. Specifically, we're looking at Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Season 5, Episode 6, Trials and Tribulations. The original air date was November 4th, 1996. So that places it nearly simultaneously with the third season of Star Trek Voyager and in the 30th anniversary of the Star Trek franchise as a whole. And this was part of their 30th anniversary celebration. So while Voyager's second episode of the third season goes back in time to take a look at what was happening to Tuvok when he served aboard the Excelsior under Captain Sulu, As seen in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, Deep Space Nine used the still relatively new technology that was developed to make Forrest Gump to put the Deep Space Nine crew back inside the original Trouble with Tribbles episode of Star Trek, The Original Series. So, why are we talking about it on an X Files podcast? Because the two agents who come to Deep Space Nine to investigate their time travel and see if maybe they tampered with the timeline have names whose anagrams are Mulder and Scully. Ancient Luxley, the Scully Anagram, tends to be very hard-nosed by the book, very unforgiving, whereas Ancient Dolmer, the Mulder Anagram, tends to be a little more casual and a little more open-minded, at least in the brief scenes that we have with them. The X-Files connection is admittedly pretty weak and is taken very liberally here, but this is a great episode of my favorite Star Trek series, and it's my podcast, so I'll take any excuse I can to cover it. Those of you who know Star Trek know that it premiered in 1966, and that one of the classic episodes from Season 2 is one with a little more of a comedic bent, in which the crew encounter the old-school Klingons, back when they were just well-tanned humans with different facial hair, and find themselves quickly caught up in this plot to wipe out the Quadratricale wheat crops by poisoning the wheat, and Tribbles end up getting poisoned and revealing the plot, and ultimately we learn that a man... Going by the name of Arthur Darville, is actually a Klingon who's been surgically altered to appear human. So ultimately, Hygen's Sue, it's probably the most intentionally funny episode of the series, as opposed to the unintentionally funny episodes like Spock's Brain, and it's well worth watching. The most impressive part about this one, for Deep Space Nine, is how effectively they went back and integrated themselves into that original Star Trek cast. Notably, we've got director Jonathan West. Now, West has been a cinematographer as well as a director on a number of shows. He's got 25 cinematography credits, including 10 episodes of The Loop, 67 episodes of Charmed, 17 of CSI, 118 episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine as director of photography, and 47 of Star Trek The Next Generation. When it comes to directing, he directed one episode of Next Generation and six of Deep Space Nine. This is his third of the six, as well as six episodes of Charmed. One of the best choices he made was to match the visual style of the original series so that when things are being integrated, they don't really seem out of place. That includes using film stock as it was in the 1960s so that the grain matches, color saturating to the same level so that the visuals match. Using the same lighting techniques, they rebuilt the sets as best as they could. And it was a very cumbersome affair. In fact, they decided that they were going to go back and revisit one of these episodes before they decided which one it was. And when the producers were debating between Charlie X, which was the first broadcast episode, Where No Man Has Gone Before, which was the first pilot with Kirk, the second pilot for the series, but the first one with the crew as we know them, and this one, they ultimately settled on this one while sitting in a pizza parlor, and Charlie Brill, who played Arnie Darwin in the original, walked in and ordered his own pizza. He was recognized by these guys, and that's when he was invited to, to come on board, and he agreed to reprise the character. So it is the same actor playing Arnie Darwin in both ends. Now, as for the rest of the cast, we've got Avery Brooks as Ben Sisko, Rene Aubergeau as Odo, Michael Dorn as Worf, Terry Farrell as Jadzia Dax, Ciroc Lofton as Jake Sisko in credit only, he's not on screen, Colomini as O'Brien, Armin Scheimerman very briefly as Quark, Alexander Siddig as Dr. Bashir, Nana Visitor as Nerice, Jack Blessing as Dulmer, Jim Jansen as Luxley, Leslie Ackerman as a waitress, and then a number of other characters who are not as well-known. We've also got the stock footage with Shatner, Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, James Doohan, Michelle Nichols, Walter Koenig, and all of the original crew in here. Uh, we also do have Mark Allen Shepard as Morn in one of the recurring roles on Deep Space Nine, and David Gerald, the original writer of The Trouble with Tribbles, appears as an Enterprise crewman who picks up a Tribble in the hallway. The writing credits on this one get lengthy. If you look at them on the IMDB, we've got Gene Roddenberry's credit for creating Star Trek in general, David Gerald's for creating The Trouble with Tribbles for that series, Rick Berman and Michael Piller for creating Deep Space Nine, Ira Stephen Baer, Hans Beimler, and Robert Hewitt-Wolf for putting together the story, and Renee Echeverria and Ronald D. Moore for actually putting together the script. So there's a lot of hands involved in crafting this, but they did a good job. Now, Jack Blessing, the Mulder analog, is also known for doing voices in Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return, Mike and Molly, Paranorman. He was on George Lopez. We previously saw him on The X Files as Dr. Jack Preisers in Audrey Polly, but he is best known for Megamind Open Season, Talladega Nights, and Paranorman. Jim Jansen is best known for Liar Liar AI, Death Becomes Her, and Water for Elephants, but he's got 129 credits to his name as our Scully analog in the series. We also see him as Dr. Heitz-Verber in the pilot episode of The X-Files, as well as two future episodes that we haven't seen yet. This is his second appearance in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. His first was as Farron in The Storyteller. His career goes back to 1975. So generally speaking, it's a really entertaining episode. And if you've never seen Deep Space Nine before, but you have seen the original series, This one is easy to step in on and see how it works. Most of Deep Space Nine is heavily serialized, and it is very high quality. The IMDb user score on this episode was 9.1 when I first compiled the ratings. With all the push for the 50th anniversary and people are rediscovering Deep Space Nine through the Netflix queues, it's come up to 9.3. Now, there is some footage here from another episode of the original series called Mirror Mirror. At the end of the episode, Ben Sisko basically finagles away to get Kirk's autograph. That footage came from Mirror Mirror rather than The Trouble with Tribbles. And this is the one where just the meshing of the original and the classic series doesn't quite work as well, simply because Avery Brooks is acting on top of the appearance of an existing actor in the series, and that actress was quite a bit smaller than Brooks. So the perspective seems a little off. Avery Brooks does seem rather tiny in relation to Captain Kirk, but a lot of that is just to make things line up and fit on top. In any event, that's about all I have to say about Trials and Tribulations. It does make slight reference to the X-Files, but it's well worth watching anyway. Join us again in a week's time when we go through Sanguinarium. Thank you for listening.